the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back to our itsy bitsy, teensy weensy Saturday evening show where we remain unafraid to push back against the corrupt, coordinated Democrat media machine and their poser mouthpieces on the right. Unafraid to tell you the truth, the other side of the story, to debate anybody, anytime, anywhere on issues of Oh, I don't know, the mysteries of the so-called vaccines and COVID-19, the fraudulent 2020 election, as more and more evidence pours out every single day. And we saw some of those things repeated right here in 2022 and on and on and on. Twitter and Elon Musk are absolutely uh, just turning the former method of the corrupt media doing business on its ear. Do you remember back in the days with Twitter when uh, we were told, you know, as Donald Trump got banned, as Dr. Peter McCullough got banned, Dr. Robert Malone got banned, other political people got banned, people who dared to be in Washington, D.C. on January 6th committed no crimes, had no intention to commit crimes, banned on Twitter. And we were told, look, Go build your own social media platform if you don't like it. It's private market. Deal with it. Live with it. And now we have, oh, sad people like Elton John leaving Twitter because it's just not safe there now. And why is that? Is it because there are people out there advocating for violence, advocating for racism, uh, advocating for uh, hurting or tearing down uh, LGBTQ people? or advocating to go and, and protest at the homes of liberal Supreme Court justices and on and on. Of course not. They're leaving because it's finally, it finally has the opportunity to be a balanced conversation. And the left can't win a balanced conversation. They don't want open debate. They want to shut you up. And that applies to, unfortunately, some of our friends on our side of the political spectrum. We won't put up with it around here, and neither should you. I'm Randy Corpin. Our phone number is 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Looks like we'll be picking up that extra third hour of the show here, maybe before the end of the year. Although we do, we're not doing a show on Christmas Eve, so only have, I guess, one more week. I guess we'd have two more weeks uh, in December. Anyway, it's coming, and that'll help things calm down a little bit because I always get here and I feel like, man, there are so many things that I've got to blow through, and we've got to get down to the minutia of some of it so you can really understand what's going on and the lies that you're still being told. So you've got, you know, you're armed with some of that evidence to push back, talk back, think for yourself, and, uh, and stay in this fight. And uh, so I'll look forward to that. Tonight is going to be a little different, though. I really haven't been doing guests much. 
Uh, maybe every once in a while we'd do a guest or two just because, you know, it's Saturday night, a little more laid back, only a two-hour show for now, and uh, so much to talk about. But I am so excited because, and this is not political, it's not religious, it's not monetary, it's not anything but pure, unadulterated love and admiration for someone that we're going to introduce you to here in about 30 minutes. And um, what sets him apart from any other human being that has ever lived, besides being the beloved son of one of uh, one of my, well, actually, my oldest friend, and I don't mean old like Joe Biden or Peter Boyles. I mean the person I've known the longest, the person who uh, who was really my first memory outside of my family. And we've been friends ever since. Don't see each other as much as we used to. And, you know, don't hang as much. We both have different lives now. But we still have plenty of contact. Uh, contact. And his beloved son, two or three days ago, set the world, the Guinness Book of World Records, world record for consecutive marathons. This young man, Malachi O'Brien son of my friend, my dear friend, Craig, has been running, and I forget, is it 23, 25, 26-mile marathons every single day for more than two months, and he's not done. He broke the record this week, and he's continuing to break. Every single day, he's breaking his own record. Now, you have to admit, that's pretty impressive. But there's also a miracle attached to this story, and I can't wait to share it with you when uh, when we have my uh, my just literally my oldest and one of my very best friends, sons Malachi O'Brien, join the show here in about thirty minutes. We've got callers on the line three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one six nine six nineteen seventy one. Before we do that, though, I was very very troubled, very troubled by. A problem that I just didn't realize existed is something that we all need to worry about, something that we all, and I know it's Christmas and it's Saturday night and we're trying to feel up and, you know, just sharing the joy and the love and everything else. But when I saw this video, I just knew that this was something that we all needed to be prepared to deal with, be coming up with our own coping mechanisms and maybe we can figure out a way to help this poor, sad woman. So I keep getting um, crickets in my house. I don't know why. I've never had a cricket problem before, but I, I looked it up and apparently it's it's really bad luck to kick them out of your house. Like you're not supposed to kick them out of your house, but like, what am I supposed to do? Like, let you stay here? Now there's like 36 crickets running around because I did kick out one. And let me tell you, I had a really, really horrible week after that. And now they're just running around. And I'm like, please move. I just want to make a piece of toast and you're in my way. And I open a cabinet and it's just like, oh, hey, Cricket, that I can't kick out of my house. Can you please just leave? I don't want to kick you out. I just want to ask you nicely to leave. My house is just infested with crickets. And there's nothing I can do about it. I, I kid you not. I, the, I could have been punked. 
This could have been a parody, but I don't think so. And the folks that uh, shared it with me and and uh, when I went and looked at it and looked at some of the comments, I think that – talk about a third world – or a first world problem, huh? That woman was literally that upset and afraid apparently to remove the crickets in her house. So just be grateful in this Christmas season, two weeks and a day before Christmas Day and week after that, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and the start of a new year, that you don't have to deal with crickets. I know I feel an awful lot better. We do have serious things to deal with tonight. We're also going to, I said it was kind of an unusual show, and that's because we're, we've packed it with guests when we usually don't do any at all. Um, in the 6 o'clock hour, did you know in Colorado, we'll get to the phones before the end of this break, I promise, 303-696-1971. Did you know that in Colorado, you cannot buy, you cannot customize, order, pay for, at any cost, a customized license plate that says, in God we trust? You can't do it. You can buy, you know, you can support Life, you can support abortion, you can support uh, Columbine, the memory of Columbine, you know, important things, uh, controversial things, military, all kinds of different ways you can express your opinion with your customized license plate here in Colorado, but you cannot purchase in God we trust. And so I was gratefully connected to a uh, connected by a listener, I think it was a listener, friend, somebody who knew me, uh, was able to text my phone, and we connected, uh, got connected with a colonel from um, Virginia who had an In God We Trust plate there. And when he got to Colorado, he just couldn't believe that couldn't happen, and he's doing something about it. So we won't spend a ton of time on it, but I uh, want to direct you to how you can help him. There's a petition circulating. There's going to be legislation offered in January. We want this. Not a, it's not a petition so much where you're not trying to get something on the ballot. It's where we want to get thousands of signatures so our state legislators understand that this is something that would be very important to many Coloradans. Maybe make that happen. Maybe make that happen. And then if we have a chance, we're going to connect with uh, with my old friend and town hall columnist Joy Overbeck, who um, wrote an article, <laughs> kind of a. I think it was a response to Dick Wadhams and his claims about why we lost the election and how we're a decade in the darkness here in Colorado and all the other miserable nonsense. But um, where she points out, you know, three and a half million more people voted for Republicans in United States congressional races here in 2022 than they did for Democrats. And it's not Trump's fault where we're at on this election. And um, if we can, we'll squeeze her in. It's an interesting What's One of the things that's interesting about the column is Donald Trump saw it, and he actually retweeted, or I guess I should say retruthed that column on his social media p- platform, Truth Social. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big deal. If he was on Twitter, I think we'd be seeing joy on uh, Fox News and everywhere else because Donald Trump is up to 80, mm, 88.3 or 89.2 or 3 million followers on Twitter. And he hasn't said a thing. All right. We promised to squeeze in at least a call or two before the break. Let's start with Joe in Littleton. Joe, welcome. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Um, 
Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for what you do. It, it's just so appreciated, and I love that you always give a Christian bent because you're a good Christian man. But I wanted to ask, because I've not heard, and my son asked me to ask this, what is the deal with the diesel? Do we not have diesel, do you know, or are we just not pumping it, or is it low and what's the deal with it? Well, I don't. I, uh, you know, I'm always, I've been a gas gearhead my whole life. I've never had diesel vehicles. I worked on a locomotive engine once, and I've done a little diesel mechanical repair in my 20-year mechanic history. But uh, I just don't pay that much attention to it. So I, I don't know. I know we hear threats about a diesel shortage and all that. But I am sorry, Joe. I, if I'd have known the topic, I, I might have been able to look it up. <laughs> but I just don't know. And I'm sorry I can't okay, help you with that. Maybe somebody might, if they might call in, because it, it's a real concern in that the farmers wouldn't be able to get their things or, I guess, their trains and our boats. Everything needs diesel. And as much as they're messing with the government, the things they're doing, that's a little bit unnerving. Well, I hear you. I hear you. And there's a lot of folks, you know, and especially just think about our trucking industry. That's that's where it kills us. And and a lot of buses still running on diesel, et cetera. So very important. Not a topic on my plate tonight. But, Joe, if you learn anything about it, let me know. And if anybody wants to call in. One more quickie, Randy. Really quick, Um, please. uh, uh, Congress met with Ron Johnson, and it's a good, if you can find it on the Internet for people, about the shot and the vaccine, it's really good. It's it's about three hours long, but it's good. What was he doing? This was congressional hearing? Oh, yeah. It was with uh, Dr. Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Uh, so many doctors, and, and what they're finding, what's been kind of hidden, and uh, I think it's really beneficial for people to watch it. Well, Joe, that's fantastic. And uh, Ron Johnson, uh, I'm going to play a clip just because you brought him up, although this has to do with Hunter Biden. We got full lines as well, but you will be very excited to know that Elon Musk restored Dr. Robert Malone, his Twitter account today. Oh, good. And uh, I wrote back, I tweeted and asked Elon, hey, that's great. Keep it coming. What about Dr. Peter McCullough? Because they are very important voices out there. And yeah, These uh, men are made for, you know, when they say there's people for our times, these men were, were just like Esther. Joe, thank you so much, and you Have bet. God bless. All right, Joe's line, the only open line we've got, 303-696-1971. I know many of you, especially if you're listening to this show, you follow the Republican leadership battles that are brewing. Casper Stockham, who was on this show last week, has announced he's going to run for state chair. No other announced candidates that I'm aware of. Christy Burton-Brown has not announced whether she will run again. But we also have the national race. And as Republican National Committee man, um, you know, I'm going to have to have a vote on that. There's only 168 of us who can vote for the new chair of the RNC, the Republican National Committee. And I have been bombarded with emails on my RNC Committee man email account, which I guess if you want to write there is RBCFORColorado, RBC4Colorado at gmail.com. And it's been, I don't know, probably 20 to 3 um, people wanting us to vote for Harmeet Dillon and uh, remove Ronna McDaniel. And I just got a text from Harmeet Dillon. We've been trying to have some conversation this weekend. 
and she asked if we wanted her to call in. So I'll let you decide. Uh, send me a text at uh, on the 710 Can US app or next caller. We're going to do one more caller before the break. And um, let me know if you'd be like to have Harmeet on. It's an awfully packed two-hour show. But I think it'd be awful fun to talk to the probably number one candidate opposing Ronna McDaniel for the RNC. So let's grab one more call before the break. Tracy in Longmont, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to let you know that the Knights of Columbus put in God We Trust on the dollar bill in 1954. Hey, and man. I learned hey, this from hey, listening. Hold on, hold on just one second. Your name's not actually Tracy, is it? Yeah, it's Tracy. Okay, all right. I, I Okay, go ahead. What, do you need a driver's license or something so I can prove it to you? You said this before. You thought I was Rev or something, man. Okay. All right. So, but anyway, I was, so do you I not, was just telling you the Knights of Columbus put in God we trust on the dollar bill in right. 1954. So why is it a controversy to people about having that on a license plate? It's a good question. I think in Colorado we should change it. If somebody wants it, they should have it. And I really do appreciate the call, Tracy. You have a great hey, weekend. Hey, well, hey one, one, one more thing. Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. Hey, it says Nielsen New Mean on the on the state seal of Colorado, which which means the, 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 there's nothing without God that they declare to be the providence over all of God's creation. The watchful, careful eye. If you go look into the state seal, you'll see what the motto is of the state of Colorado. So all that stuff about you know saying you can't have a license plate with this or that is a fallacy. That's all I wanted to tell you. Well, walk into the United States Supreme Court building, and you will see religious symbolism everywhere you look. This is this was not controversial during the founding. It shouldn't be controversial today. Tracy, God bless. Thank you so much. All right, Tracy's gone. 303-696-1971. We do have to get to this break. And uh, let me know if you'd like to hear from Harmeet Dillon tonight, even though we've already got a very, very packed show. It's 524. I'm Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. The Who. Welcome back. 528 Randy Corcoran, 303-696-1971. If you weren't here for the opening of the show and wondered about Tracy's call and why we were talking about In God We Trust, in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to squeeze in a few minutes, and we will have him back along with uh, uh, newly elected Colorado State Senator Mark Baisley to talk about a bill that will be introduced in January to permit Colorado citizens to order customized plates. You can always already order so many different types of customizations, but order a plate that says, In God We Trust. So that's where that came up. And then here in about 10 minutes, maybe a little more, I really cannot wait. And I haven't heard the story. Uh, I called Malachi just to confirm he would be available around 540 today or so. The Guinness Book of World Record Champion, consecutive marathon runner, greatest of all time. And he's breaking, he continues to break his own record now every single day. He set the record earlier this week, and he's pushing it out to make sure that it's a, a tough one. and uh, But there's a miracle attached to this story, or at least something that is just so impressive about the human spirit and the desire for excellence and what we can accomplish in the face of really tremendous adversary, ad, <laughs> tremendous 
Oh, my goodness. I'm already losing my mind. Anyway, we've got to uh, give him some time to tell that story because it will be very, very inspirational to you. Um, There are certain kinds of adversity that really uh, stop or change or alter forever the course of people's lives. And Malachi has overcome one that changed him and his the course of his life very, very directly. So that's why I'm excited about it. And uh, at 530, I did mention Ron Johnson a minute ago. Everybody's texting and saying, um, you need to talk about Twitter and the election fraud. And given how packed the show has become, Harmeet Dillon has just confirmed she'll join us at the top of this hour around 6 o'clock, talk about her run for RNC chair, maybe get a little insight into the Arizona election lawsuits that have been filed as well. But um, there's so much of this story is just beginning to unfold with regard to Twitter. And I know we're in Chapter 3 now, How they, uh, when they took down Trump, and uh, the Twitter files talked about the bias and the, the way Democrats and even uh, the Trump White House were able to influence the way Trump decided or the way Twitter decided on how things should be. Uh, People should be given access to tweets or taken off the platform or be shadow banned or be suppressed or whatever. And the story just continues to come out. But one of the reasons, and, you know, I know if you listen to this station or listen to uh, in a lot of places, you'll continue to hear election wasn't stolen, Biden won, Trump lost, all of that nonsense. And you can set aside Voting machines. In fact, if you want, and you shouldn't, you can set aside all of the unconstitutional and illegal actions that were taken in states leading into the 2020 election. But do not, under any circumstances, forget that Donald Trump lost 81 million votes cast. Donald Trump, air quotes, lost to putative president, creepy, sleepy, hands-on, brain-off Joe Biden by about 40 4,000 votes in just the right districts, just the right uh, battleground states. So it didn't take much. And what Ron Johnson is going to talk to you about right now is the biggest story of that election year that was fully and completely shut down and suppressed by Twitter, Facebook, Google, all of these media, social media mogul companies, unbelievable. And this is why it matters. Well, again, and everybody was sabotaging the disclosure of Hunter Biden's corruption that would compromise a future president of the United States. And so he got elected. Uh, We've seen polls that said he wouldn't have been elected if this story had been known, if people had known this. And so there are a lot of people involved in this. It wasn't just Twitter. It was Democrats in Congress. It was the FBI. It was members of the intelligence community. There's a much larger story here than just the Twitter file. One of these disgusting brainiacs who were deep inside Twitter doing all of the suppressing, meeting with... He jokes in his own now-released internal memos or emails about uh, trying to come up with new names for the meetings that he had with the FBI and other government entities. You know, people say it's not the First Amendment because it's a private company. Yeah, it becomes a First Amendment issue when you are getting pressure from government agencies, from political 
candidates, future or current presidents of the United States. So this story is in its infancy. CBS, NBC, ABC, MSLSD, and others don't talk about it very much at all. Uh, You probably heard in our CBS News at the top of the hour, they talked about uh, an Alaska race that's being challenged, a Republican who was elected and he's been sued because no one who advocates for the overthrow of the government, referring to January 6th, should be able to serve in public office. This is their messaging constantly, lying about what really happened on January 6th, lying about uh, the CCP virus, otherwise known as COVID-19, these so-called vaccines, the danger, the sudden deaths, all of it being suppressed. They want you to look at things and see things and feel things a very certain way. But this brainiac deep inside of Twitter, his name was Yoel Roth and President Donald Trump had his number all the way back in 20, I think it was 17 or 18. Uh, Here's one. This is our, this is the arbiter. This guy is the arbiter of what's supposed to go on Twitter. He's the one he thought that, uh, he thought, and if you use CNN as a guide, CNN, which is fake news, he uses CNN as a guide. His name is Yoel Roth, and he's the one that said that, Mail-in balloting, you look mail-in. No fraud, no fraud, really? Why don't you take a look all over the country? There's cases all over the country. If we went to mail-in balloting, our election all over the world would look as a total joke. It would be a total joke. There's such fraud and abuse, and you know about harvesting, where they harvest the ballots and they go and grab them and they go to people's houses and they say, sign here. No, it doesn't work out. Now, an absentee ballot, you can't be there or you're sick and you go and you register and you do all sorts of things to get that ballot. And there's good security measures. But when they send out, like in California, millions and millions of ballots to anybody that's breathing, anybody in California that's breathing gets a ballot. But Mr. President, that's not true. So here, here, excuse me, wait a minute, I'm not finished. So here's your, uh, here's your man. And that's on Twitter. Yeah, they all, oh, that's not true. That's a lie. It's misinformation. Russia, Russia, Russia. Collusion, collusion, collusion. On and on and on. I got the date wrong. I pulled up that video um, that we made that clip from, and he was holding up a New York Post front page from um, about May of 2020 going into the election. But he was talking about Yoel Roth. And so all of this focus on Yoel Roth, who met with FBI and other government agencies and was in charge of the suppression, uh, taking people down, or at least was a big part of it. They dug up a tweet of his from November, all the way back in November of 2010, tells you everything you need to know about this guy. This is Yoel Roth in 2010. Can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? Yeah, no no wonders, no worries about this guy, right? None at all. All right, before we go, we're going to get to our break a little bit early because I want to have plenty of time to talk with the, the new Guinness Book of World Records champion, consecutive marathoner, Malachi O'Brien, with whom I have a family connection and a story that goes back that I think turns his accomplishment into at least some. Can you have somewhat of a miracle? 
pretty darn cool. But before we go, two things that we always have to make sure you hear at least one time on this show. They're very short. First, this. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. But, of course, we never cheat. And then there's this. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Lord, oh, Lord, these hypocritical liars. Their day is coming. And I am really looking forward to being here and watching it all play out. So the voting on the 710 KNUS text to studio line was just pretty much all except one person who said, if you've got a pack show, don't cut it short for Harmeet Dillon. I am sorry, Carol. Everybody else uh, on my cell phone, on the text to studio app has said, yeah, we'd like to hear from Harmeet. So we'll spend at least five or ten minutes with Harmeet Dillon at the top of this hour. But when we come back from this break, Malachi O'Brien, the new Guinness Book of World Record holder, consecutive marathoner, you are going to love this story. So don't go anywhere. It's 710 KNUS. I'm Randy Corcoran. We'll be right back. Whenever you hear the start of that song, don't you just you have to wait to see which version it is because that opening is just the same. All summer long, we are a ways away from summer. 41 degrees in Aurora, 43 in Denver. Good-looking day tomorrow, 50s. May be a little Harley time in my future. But uh, in the meantime, we've got an awful lot of work to do tonight. Harmeet Dillon, super lawyer, RNC National Committee woman from California, and now challenging current RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel in our election in January. I'm one of the 168 people who will be voting and making that decision. And uh, we were texting, and she said, hey, you want me to come on? And I said, sure. So she will join us around 6 o'clock. Sometime after that, we're going to be talking about the effort that will be going uh, going to the Colorado State Legislature in January to allow citizens. Can you believe you have to get permission? You have to have a law to allow citizens to order, pay for, at their own expense, custom Colorado license plates that say, in God we trust. And before we close out the show, we'll be joined for a few minutes by my friend Joy Overbeck, whose column in townhall.com, three and a half million more uh, Americans voted for Republicans in the congressional races. It's not Donald Trump's fault, the midterm ma- mildness that we all experienced and that disappointed us so much. Um, her article was retweeted by the, or retruthed on True Social by the president, and he personally thanked her in that social media post. That's pretty cool. We're going to get to all of that before this show is over. But right now, I am so excited because, gosh, I haven't seen Malachi in a long time. Long time. We'll find out how long in just a few moments. But in case you're just joining the show, a Guinness Book of World Record record was broken earlier this week, the record for the most consecutive marathons. Um, And every single day now, our next guest, Malachi O'Brien, is breaking his own record, trying to push the uh, the effort anybody else might make down the road further, further away. And you just, just have to admire it, especially when you hear the whole story about uh, my good friend Craig O'Brien's son, Malachi O'Brien, who joins us now. Malachi, good evening, sir. Randy, thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here and excited to kind of share the story with you. It is such a cool story. And, of course, you know, your dad is the first person I literally ever met outside of my family. I I mean, the first memory I have of an outsider. 
and we've been friends ever since, and uh, we're still in touch. We still do stuff from time to time, and so um, that adds a real personal touch to the story that we're about to tell. But why don't you go ahead and just sort of introduce yourself to the audience? We'll start with what you're doing now, which is also very impressive. I'm not talking about the record. Um, family, things like that. Lay it on us. Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, I kind of go by this fun moniker, Dr. Run. Um, I, I do have an earned doctorate in digital media and marketing. Um, but running has been a... Hey, hey Malachi, are you, are you on a speakerphone or a uh, AirPod or something? Yeah. I'm on AirPod. I can take that off. Yeah, please yeah. do. You got it. One second. How is this? So much better. Go ahead. Here we go. Yeah, much better. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so passions of my life, running is one of them. Politics is another one of them. I don't think we have time on tonight's show to talk about that. Uh, but obviously there's some interesting news tonight with the Twitter files part four that just kind of came through. Um, but running is a dear passion of mine. Um, faith is a passion of mine. Politics is a passion of mine. And so, um, you know, honestly – this last year has been one, maybe one of the most transformative years of my life uh, in several ways. Um, one, we, um, w- I mean, we adopted a, a young man into our family. Craig got to meet him when he came up to my daughter's graduation. Uh, a young man that had been in the foster care system his entire life for the most part. And had we not adopted him, he probably would have stayed in the entire system. And so um, our family personally uh, has had quite a year. And I just kind of had this desire, you know, uh, to do something that has never been done before. And since running was always a passion of mine, I wanted to do it, but also do it with a cause. And so we, you know, I decided to um, attempt a Guinness World Record uh, for, the, for the cause of promoting youth mental health. And I wish I had time to go into that a little bit more, even personally for our family, but then also for the cause of adoption and foster care. And so, you know, back in January, I had a one minute conversation with the one and only Tony Robbins uh, online in a, in, a, in a Facebook challenge. There's probably about a million people tuned in online and spoken there for about a minute and then was part of an event he did in March. And the challenge was set forth to take massive action. So I, I decided since running is a passion of mine. Now, the amazing thing, Randy, and you might bring this up in a second. Um, I was told I'd never run again many years ago. Yeah, let me let me let me pause you there. Yeah. Let me pause you there, yeah. and let's develop this story a little okay. uh, a little more. Um, number one, before we get back to the running, you you are serving as a pastor, correct? You have a church, Cor- correct? Yes. And aren't uh, aren't you? And aren't you much like your grandfather, William O'Brien? You have a passel of kids. Yes, <laughs> yes, we've got five. <laughs> okay. I got married real young. We you, got five. <laughs> you did. And um, and your your ministering has taken you even to the White House. Correct. So I, and I actually I served on Donald Trump's uh, um, faith advisory team uh, and was able for 2016 to 2020 to bring young leaders to the White House on several different occasions. I uh, was at a, a evangelical dinner at the White House in 20 I want to say 2018 2019 and I actually got to speak to the president uh, and pray over the president uh, there at that dinner. Um, and then also was at the White House when he gave his um, his RNC speech uh, back in 2020. And I was also a part of the group that walked out of the White House complex into a bedlam of, of hell on earth, basically, for five city blocks. We was trying to walk back to our hotel 
and we were being screamed at by paid protesters and rioters that were threatening to kill our families, you know, rape our children. I mean, literally this stuff happened. Well, Malachi, I was was at the White House that same night, and I had to walk through that same marathon of attack dogs, and I actually engaged one of the Antifa bikers, all dressed in black. Um, He he sort of wandered off the reservation. He wasn't away. He he wasn't surrounded by the mob, and... uh, uh, we we had a few words, and he decided it was wiser to ride off than, uh, you know, be away from his his little group of protectors there. Um, one of my good friends, one of my good friends, Eric Metaxas, actually infamously um, hit one of the protesters because he got too close to his wife. And Eric, as a New Yorker, um, hosted the Eric Metaxas show, wouldn't have anything to do with it, and <laughs> actually hit the guy. I mean, it, but it was that night. It was it was so crazy, and you felt threatened that it, it made sense to protect yourself. That's pretty wild. I uh, I actually saw Eric Metaxas. I don't remember now exactly where two or three or four weeks ago, and we talked a little bit about um, well a host of things. But uh, that's a topic for another day. We will run out of time here. So yeah, I love those connections. I wished I had known that you were at the White House that particular night because it would have been great to see you. But um, uh, let's go ahead and tell the story now. You uh, First of all, let's describe the record that you broke and are continuing to break or set now, and then we'll talk about why it's such a miracle. Sure, absolutely. So um, so there's, there was a lady named Jackie Hunts Boozma who broke the women's record this year, and actually the women's record is actually is actually further than the men's record. And what's interesting about her story is she's a blade runner. She lost half her leg to cancer several years ago, and, and this last year she broke the women's record by running 104 consecutive marathons. And so when I saw that, I got intrigued, and I did a little bit of research. I found out the men's record was actually about 60 consecutive marathons. So I applied to Guinness. It takes months to hear back from them, and there's so many little details to qualify to do a Guinness record that it's almost, it's almost a marathon of itself just to document the whole thing. And so I applied, they accepted, and then I picked a date, and on October the 7th, um, I began the journey of running a marathon, 26.2 miles, every single day. And now while I was running this, the men's record actually got beat by a gentleman in India, so the record went from 60 to 62, uh, but it didn't change from there. And so I just, every day, every day, rain. Uh, night, dark, eight, you know, I, I ran a marathon every single day. And uh, this last Thursday, this last week, um, I tied the record on Wednesday with 62. And on Thursday, uh, broke the record having run my 63rd consecutive marathon. And as of today, I've run over 1,700 miles and have run 65 uh, consecutive marathon distances. And I feel 10,000 times better today then I started on day one, and I am absolutely fired up to keep going. It's just amazing, and you sound great. You don't sound tired or anything like that. You're energized, and um, and you know you know that I think the best people come from Kansas. Uh, my parents from there, lots of cousins and others. I've spent a lot of time there the last few years before my dad finally passed away. And the weather, the winters and the evenings, the weather is not going to get better for your running. But it doesn't sound like weather is any consideration at all. I'm literally not concerned about what the external conditions are because sometimes when you go after it, when you, David Goggins famously says on the other side of suffering is greatness. So I literally, if it's raining, I'm going to run. If it's freezing cold, I'm going to run. Like I literally 
am not concerned about the conditions because really what's on the inside uh, can far surpass what's going on on the outside. And so I'm ready for whatever it comes. And actually, the harder it gets, the more intriguing it becomes to me. And, and actually, um, you know, people have asked me, Randy, is, is this, isn't this hard? And I say, well, no, because that's not my definition of hard. My, de- my definition of hard, um, having cancer is hard. Losing a loved one to suicide is hard. What I'm doing is not hard. It's challenging. It's interesting, but it's definitely not my definition of hard. We've got about three or four minutes, so I want to tie up a few loose ends here. We're talking with Malachi O'Brien, the new Guinness Book of World Record holder for consecutive marathons, a marathon a day, 26.2 miles every single day. Today was his 65th day as he breaks his own record each and every day now. First question is, how long does it take you to run 26.2? Okay, great question. So today I ran my fastest of all the days. I ran it in four and a half hours. I treat these like ultra marathons. So there is uh, a little bit slower pace, the willingness to stop, grab something to eat, whatever it takes. But I would say on average six hours. Um, again, the goal is, to, is, to, is, is low intensity, high volume, but to run in such a way that I can do it again the next day. But today felt great, and I went, I went, had the best time of all. So I've, I've run in a race, a 314 marathon. Uh, as a race, but this is um, this is just an ultra marathon pace for all those ultra marathon ultra runner listeners you have, um, and they would understand that. But um, I'm going to keep going and keep trying to break even these times. So six hours is probably the average. So that's phenomenal. And then you have to document it. You have to wear a uh, cal- uh, camera on your helmet, right? I mean, they're they're tracking you very very closely. There's no cheat in this thing. No, no. There, I mean, honestly, there's more documentation in this than, than than the IRS has for anything else. I mean, I have to I have to video record every single moment of my run. So I carry a GoPro with me, and obviously I have to change the batteries out with that. I have to take a picture every single mile of the race, and my Garmin watch has to stay on the entire time to physically document the distance. Um, and I have to keep a running log. So I have to kind of tell, retell the story of what happened during the day. When did I start? When did I finish? Anything significant? Um, because Guinness will, I won't officially be on their website or in their book or even in their museum until I submit all my evidence. And I can't submit my evidence until I'm completely done. But good night. They require a lot just to prove that you didn't fake it or you didn't cheat. They really do. And, and, and as they should. I mean, this is a big, big deal. Are you getting any coverage any national attention i know your dad is probably listening right now uh, and craig is so proud he was so excited to tell me about this and that's why we wanted to get you on the show um but any are you getting any national attention on this so far yeah it's starting to come and i'm so grateful for craig doing that craig and sue and i love them both and, and family there in denver um start, so i'm starting to do some podcasts and radio interviews obviously doing your show um, i'll be on eric mccax's show in the month of january we'll fly to new york city and do that um local Kansas City media is starting to pick it up. Uh, cool. So we'll be doing some interviews next week with them. I've sent this stuff on to like NBC Nightly News and other places. And so I'm just, I know as I continue to go further, it will get picked up uh, even more and more. Um, I'm, I'm my own PR person plus runner. So um, I know it's an inspiring story. I'll tell you what's more beneficial than the news picking it up is even people that stop me now and say, we met, we're meeting a famous person. I'm going, well, I'm, I don't consider myself famous, but I love to hear their story, and I'm encouraged by people to say they're inspired to do something hard. That, to me, makes all of this worthwhile. And I have no doubt there will be national coverage. I mean, I'd love sure. to. Sure. So I, I don't mean to cut you off. We're nearing the top of the hour. We did not get to the miracle. Would you mind? I'll push my 
6 o'clock guest, Harmeet Dillon, about five minutes. Would you mind sitting through a break so we can – I'm getting text messages. People are like, this dude is epic, you know. And uh, uh, they've got to hear the uh, the best part of this story. Can you stick around just a minute? Absolutely. Because you're a part of that. So All yeah, right. Absolutely. Very good. All right. We'll stick you on hold and be back in about three or four minutes. And we'll tell folks the reason why this truly is a miraculous uh, record that Malachi O'Brien continues to break now day after day after day. In addition to that, we're going to uh, explain to you how we're going to try and get Colorado's Democrat-controlled heathenistic legislature to allow Colorado citizens to buy license plates that say, In God We Trust, and uh, and how you can help in that movement. And then Joy Overbeck will join us before we run out of time to talk about her article in townhall.com that Donald Trump found, liked, and thanked her for. Very, very interesting second hour. So make sure you don't go anywhere. It's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. And you're listening to 710-KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 